Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. It is always an honor and a privilege to be able to share on the Girlfriends Pray platform. I'm excited on today to share with you uh, a devotion out of John 6. John 6, the Gospel of John, the 6th chapter, looking at verses 5 and 6. The Bible says when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I pray when we get off the call, you read this entire chapter. You've got to read the background so you don't miss this breakdown. I love this particular passage of Scripture. This is the famous story where Jesus feeds the 5,000 men besides women and children. It is the famous story. It is the only miracle that you will find in all four Gospels other than the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So here he is. <clears throat> He's feasting he's 5,000 men besides women and children. That He's been preaching and teaching the word of God. It's getting late in the evening, and he looks to Philip, because Philip is from this particular area, and he asked him a question, where will we buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test Philip because he already knew what he was going to do. That's what I love about my God, that while we're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. He asked Philip this question, but he knew what he was going to do. So this is what amazes me about this text, <clears throat> that Jesus recognizes that after a long day that the people are hungry. He recognizes, you know how it is after church, you know, the first thing we want to do, we want to eat, whether it's brunch, whether it's lunch, whether it's um, whatever the case may be, we're going to break bread. Jesus recognizes the hunger of the people. And I think that's the point that we all can identify with because we all at one point in time or another have been hungry. That we've been hungry, whether it's throughout the day, whether it was a season in your life uh, where just resources were scarce and you had to go a day or two without eating, I think that that's an emotion that we can all relate to being hungry. But just for a minute, for the sake and purpose of this particular call, I don't want you to focus on a physical hunger. I want you to look at hunger from a literal, um, uh, from a figurative perspective. I want you to look at it from a literal perspective. I want you to look at it from a figurative perspective because I know I'm talking to people on this call who are hungry. 
And when I say hungry, I'm talking about you're hungry for direction. You're hungry for affection. You're hungry for financial stability, hungry for healing, hungry for wholeness, hungry for happiness. Emotionally, you're hungry. You're hungry for peace, hungry for justice, hungry for guidance, hungry for companionship, hungry for mentorship. Watch this. But when you look around, there is nothing to eat, right? So you, you're, you have this hunger, you have this longing, you have this wanting, you have this desire, but there's nothing to eat. So you're left hungry, helpless, and hopeless, and you find yourself, this is what I call, you find yourself in a gap. You find yourself in a gap where there's a void, there's a lack, there's shortage, but the reality is there is something that's missing in your life. And that's what I want to say right for a moment. I want to talk about the gap. I want to talk about being in that hungry space because the, the gap in that hungry space, it is an area of uncertainty. It is a place of ambiguity. It is a space where questions are unanswered, problems are unsolved in the future. It seems unsettled. It's an unsealed place, an unknown place, an unfamiliar place. It's a place where disparity and destitution and deficiency abide. It's a place of emptiness and loneliness. And, 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 and you find yourself in a season of shortage, right? And, and I'm talking to people, you're hungry, you're in the gap, there's a void, there's a chasm, and you're wondering, you know, where do I go from here? Uh, who will fill the void? How will I fill the void? You find yourself in a gap. You find yourself in a place of hunger. Now, in this text, and I'm just run through them real quick, that, 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 that the disciples, they give him three solutions. They give him three, three solutions that would not work, right? The first solution was simply inappropriate told you that this gospel is in all four, this story is in all four gospels. When you look at Mark's gospel, one of the solutions was just to send the people away. He said if we send the people away, we get rid of the problem. This particular solution was to ignore the hunger of the people, right? You cannot ignore the hunger you're feeling inside. I want to let you know, I want to tell you that that is simply inappropriate. That Jesus knew, but we can't ignore. If we ignore their hungry and uh, their hunger and send them away, they're going to pass out. They're going to fall out on the way home, and it's ultimately going to compound the problem. And I'm talking to hungry people on this phone. You're hungry for this, that, and the other. You're hungry for direction. You're hungry for he uh, for for healing. You're hungry <laughs> for so many different things. And watch this. Don't ignore it. I need you to explore it. Do not ignore it. Do not suppress it. That a lot of us are dealing with anxiety and issues and problems. Why? Because we are suppressing the issue. That you cannot ignore It's simply inappropriate. You cannot ignore it. Watch this. Understand that left unchecked minor things grow into major things, right? you got to nip it in the bud now. It will blossom into a burden later. I'm going to say that again for my tweeters. That left unchecked, a minor thing grows into a major thing. There are some things that you have to nip in the bud now, or it will blossom into a burden 
later. Nah, you can't ignore it. That solution was inappropriate. <clears throat> Watch. If that solution was inappropriate, this next solution, they were simply incapable. But Philip says, I got a suggestion. This is in the text. He says, <laughs> we, can, we can just go and, and buy some food and and if we went and buy some food, wait a minute, he starts to rationalize that if we buy food for the people, uh, it raised more problems. How would we get the food? Where would we get the food? We're in the middle of the desert. Philip started counting up the cost, and it added up to about 200 days' wages to feed them, and he began to realize ah, we are simply incapable of solving this hunger crisis. This is what I love about that solution. This is what you've got to understand, that a man-sized solution won't fix a God-sized situation. That a man-sized solution won't fix a God-sized situation. That Philip tried it, but he began to realize that we are simply incapable, that all he had was a man-sized solution for a God-sized situation. And there are some of us, watch this, I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood, who, look, spent all her money. The Bible says she was no longer better, but rather grew worse. That oftentimes we try to find man-sized solutions for God-sized situations. And I'll let you know this, and I say this with all the love and compassion within me. Quit going to people, places, and things that are incapable of helping you. Quit investing your resources in in unprofitable places. Quit investing your energy into unprofitable people who are incapable of solving your situation. That when some people call you, they say you're hungry, y'all. Look, they just want to be nosy. They just want to be messy. Watch this. I tell people I'm not going to peel the scab off of me so that you can sit there and watch me bleed. If you are incapable of solving and solving and providing a solution to my situation, I'm not going to pull the scab off so you can sit there and watch me bleed So just so that you can have the information. No, baby. Quit going to people who are incapable of solving you and helping to solve the situation that you're going through. They have a man-sized solution for a God-sized situation, they was incapable. Here it is. These people were hungry. And all the disciples, they had a solution that was inappropriate. They had a solution that was incapable. And the last one, it was insufficient. Then Andrew said, wait a minute. I found a boy. He has two fish and five loaves of bread. How far will that go among so many? But he began to realize that I have the solution, but this solution seems insufficient. And I'm talking to people who are hungry today. You are hungry, but the solution that you have tried to use to solve your situation is insufficient. Insufficient simply means it's not enough. That whatever you're doing to solve the fact that you're hungry for, for happiness and hungering for, for healing and wholeness and, and for direction and for financial stability and, and for peace and for justice, whatever you're doing is insufficient, that it's not enough. And there are some things that we try to do to solve our hunger. Bruh, it's not enough. <laughs> How long are you going to nip and sip? 
before you realize that this this ain't it. This ain't the solution to your situation. How long are you gonna freaking creep before you realize this is not it? You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing but expecting a different result. That you cannot continue to repeat the cycle and repeat the pattern thinking that something is going to change. No, this solution is insufficient because you do it and you're still hungry. You go ahead, you participate, you still unfulfilled. You still feel the same way, but yet and still we continue to do the same thing. No, nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm going to say that again. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If you want something different, you have to do something different. This is what I love about it, y'all. They had these solutions. One was insufficient. One was inappropriate. One, they were just simply incapable. And finally, Jesus just says, give me what you got. Give me, give me what you got. Just give me what you got. And once they gave Jesus what they had, understand this, y'all, I absolutely positively loved it. He began to fill their gaps. That he supplied their needs, that he was the solution to their situation. He was the prescription to their problem because they, they begin to recognize that God, here it is, God is the gap filler. Come on. I'm talking to my hungry people today. I want to let you know that God is the gap filler, that you've been trying to fill this gap. You've been trying to fill this void. You've been trying uh, to solve this situation and be the solution to your own problem. But I want you to know that God is the gap filler. That God, if you look, the things you've been trying, you've been incapable, it's been inappropriate, it's been inefficient. But when you give it to God, when you give that hunger to God, when you give it and turn it over to him, you'll discover He's the gap filler. Two things that I'm praying we out. Yeah, I love Facebook memories. <laughs> I absolutely love it because this particular week, well, last week, in my Facebook memories that came up five years ago, some things that happened in my life that I was at a very, very low point in my life that I didn't have a job, didn't have a church, didn't have a pastor, didn't have a mentor, that <clears throat> I had been dismissed from the job that I was at. And I was left in a space where I was hungry. I was left in a place where there was a gap and there was a void. And I was wondering, where do I go from here? Yeah, I went to a conference in Dallas. It was a life-changing conference. This conference <coughs> literally put me on the path to pastoring. Got this conference, Gideon Conference, Bishop T.D. Jackson put me on the path to pastoring. That I went down there. Y'all, and I heard clearly from God, but God, look, he made sure that he began to, he doubled down on what he wanted me to do, that I got the conference, I got my confirmation at the conference, but then it started to snow, and my flight got delayed, couldn't leave Friday, couldn't leave Sunday. I was literally stuck there on Sunday, and I said, well, God, I guess you want me to go down to the potter's house. And so I ended up going, and I would never, ever, ever, ever forget going to the Potter's house, sitting uh, there as Bishop T.D. Jakes preached a sermon called, You Are Fit for the Fight. You are fit for the fight. And, y'all, it was just uh, another confirmation 
of God letting me know that you are fit for the fight. He put me on the path to pastoring. This is what I've called you to do. And, y'all, I've stepped out in those waters, and I have not looked back. Can I tell you what God did moment? That God, watch this, he began to fill the gap in my life that God, the hunger that I was having, what I was feeling, what I was desiring, God began to fill my gap because God is the gap filler, that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, that God will do just what he said he was going to do. Yo, I'm going to pray, but I got to tell you one more story, that this week I encountered a young man, 19 years old. This young man, he began to tell me how his father died unexpectedly. I said, oh, my God, his father, your father? He said, yes, Pastor, my father, he passed away yesterday unexpectedly. Y'all, I'm like, okay, well, you and your mom. So it was just you and your mom. He says, no, Pastor Duncan, my mother passed away when I was seven years old. Y'all, I'm sitting here. And my heart is aching for this young brother, that his mother died when he was seven, his father died when he was 19, and, 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 and I'm just sitting there, and I hug my brother, and I said, listen, man, I cannot imagine how you're feeling right now. I cannot imagine how it feels not to have not only your mother, but not even to have your father in your life. I cannot imagine going through life with this void, with this gap. But I told the brother, I said, I will assure you of one thing, that whatever's missing, whatever's lacking, whatever you need, whatever you want, I want you to understand that God is the gap filler, that when you continue to go through life, whatever you crave, whatever you desire, understand that God will fill the gap. When you need a word of advice, God will fill the gap. When you need a shoulder to cry on, when you need somebody to lean on, when you need information, you, whatever you need, I promise you that God is going to fill in the gap. I know you don't have your mother. I know you don't have your father. I know that you are going to be hungry for so many things in life. I said, man, I promise you that God will fill in the gap. Same thing I told him, I want to tell you, whatever you need, Whatever you desire, God is going to fill in the gap. But whatever, whatever's missing, whatever's lacking, whatever you want, God is going to fill in that gap. Whatever that void is, whatever that gap is, whatever that chasm is in the midst of your life, just like he did it in John 6, I want you to know that God is going to fill in the gap. Why? Because he is the God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your many blessings, Lord. We come to you right now, blessing your holy and righteous name. For thou art God of the sight, there is none other. Lord, our hope, our faith, our trust is in you, and we look unto you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. You supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Father God, with you, we can do all things. Without you, we can do no thing. We come to you humbly today, thanking you for the gift of another day, thanking you for the gift of, the, of another opportunity. Father God, we come uh, boldly to the throne of grace, seeking your face, 
Father God, we ask you to please forgive us for the sins, our flaws, faults, shortcomings, things we've done, said, and thought that have not been pleasing in your sight. We know that we have not dotted every I, nor crossed every T. Father God, we thank you, Father God, that you say that we confess our sins. You are faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father God, cleanse us, search us, conform us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray that you will help us to reconstruct your image in this earth realm, Father God. Help us, Father God, to, to be the light and the salt that you desire for us to be. Father God, I pray that you change us, transform us, and do with us as whatever you desire. But we come to you, Father God, this morning asking you to bless everybody that is on the call. Search their hearts. See what they stand in the need of. Supply it according to your riches in glory. Father God, if there was ever a time that we need you, we need you right now. There are people on this call who are hungry. They have a void. They have a gap. Father God, they, they have a chasm in the midst of their life. Father God, they've tried some things that were insufficient. they tried some things that were inappropriate. They went to some people who were simply incapable. Father God, we pray that you will let them know that you are the gap filler, that you will supply their needs according to your riches and glory, that you are able to fill every crack and every crevice and every crease in the midst of their life. Father God, I pray that you will begin to permeate their heart Father God, that you begin to feel every gap, Father God, with your love, with your compassion, with your desire. Father God, I pray that you begin to do a new thing, Lord, that you will be a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. Lord, please be bread in the starving land. Lord, I pray that you will be water in the thirsty land. Lord, be somebody's bridge over troubled water. Father God, I pray that you will be somebody's mentor. Father God, I pray that, that, that you will begin to help the helpless, Father God, and I pray that you will even assist those who are hopeless. Father God, I pray that you move according to your power and your spirit in the life of your people. Lord, we love you and we honor you and we magnify you on today. We look unto you once again, the author and the finisher of our faith. Do what you desire to do, and we'll be careful to give your name all the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in the mighty, the marvelous, the bachelor's miracle-working, magnificent name of Jesus Christ we do pray. And all the children of God said amen, amen, and amen. Amen.